welcome. Welcome. This is Voyage to First Vintage. Guess what? This is episode 15. Mm-hmm. We've been doing... James is drinking beer, and now he's burping beer. We've no, I was been... just trying to shield my swallow noise. <laughs> so I don't have to hear Danielle editing going, Oh my god. You swallow so much. You do. (laughs) I feel like more than the average person. Probably not. No, it's just because we've got these mics real close and they're very sensitive. They are. I heard that. Yeah. (laughs) We got to leave that in. Uh, Yeah, episode 15. Woohoo! We've been working on a lot of things, but we don't really feel like it's worth a full update episode yet yeah we talked to somebody who is currently and has been in the past couple years gone through custom crush with and doing small amounts yeah and it's basically enlightening yeah she definitely gave us some pointers on um where we where we should start i swear i haven't even had like half of this beer you've had a sip yeah, I've had a sip. One sip, Danielle. <laughs> That's what they you call me. You can handle the bucky. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> but yeah, so um, hopefully the woman that we talked to would it be willing to come on our podcast later. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping so. We, I'm going to reach out to her. We just reached out to her. Actually, we were put in, we were put in contact with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of reached out to us we kind of reached out to her i don't really know how that happened danielle was in charge yep that's um, me and we just rather than have her on as a guest since we don't know her yeah i didn't want to be like hey and we we're i know that you wanted to talk to us about custom crush but also you want to be on our podcast yeah we can i record you a little that's intimidating a little less presumptive yeah to it's just intimidating chat and pick her brain a little bit yeah she was super nice though try and convince her to come on our show <laughs> which we will do excuse you it wasn't me it was the cat <laughs> of booger, course. Uh-huh. get your shit together god dang oh, it this booger. is gonna be an explicit episode for sure <laughs> um if you didn't know that's kind of the way we lean that's yeah i mean i feel like we try to like knock it down a notch when we're talking to people who own wineries (laughs) (laughs) when we're interviewing we kind of do what we normally do when it's between us we at home just on our on our own we aren't cussing up a storm no a storm a storm (laughs) we don't cuss up storms or storms yeah but we do cuss a little more than when we're out in public yeah i mean i feel like we're just loosey-goosey at home yeah and then in public, we try and be upstanding, respectable citizens. <laughs> try is a key word. Yeah. But we should probably tell you what this episode's about this week. Wine crimes. My Round favorite. Two. Round two. I'm Mine's so excited. Not so much of crime, but crime related. Okay. Well, mine is, so. Do you want to go first? Uh, oh, we're sure. rochambeauing it. Uh, let's okay. Rochambeau. Ready? I suck. I lose every we, time to you. We do rock, paper, scissors to see who's going to clean out the cat litter box. 
guess. I think I've cleaned out the cat litter box once in the last three months. Yeah. Yeah. That is a valid statement. I am just terrible at rock, paper, scissors. Who knew that was a thing? Rock, paper, scissors is supposed to be a game of chance. Well, it is if you're half decent at it. Okay, but <laughs> all you do, you pick one of three items. Like you're... Like, yeah. statistically, I should not be cleaning well, that's the dealer box as much if we as I each do. picked randomly. I guess you're and right. There is a bias. Human don't really pick randomly yeah. very well. Okay, let's rock, paper, scissors. Ready? One, two, three, go. One. one. I'm just okay. clearing it up. Okay. okay. One, two, one, two three. three, go. Oh, I win again. God, why? Do I always <laughs> choose paper? You have quite a bit lately. I don't know why. Paper's just great. And then once I mentioned that, I knew you were going to switch, and I just guessed right <laughs> that time. And I got you in your suck. head. <laughs> why is life this way? Okay, are you going first then? Or are you choosing? You go first. Okay. I am super excited about this. I hadn't even heard of this winery, but James, you had. It's the winery Domaine Romane Con Romani Conti. Yeah, Domaine Romani Conti. Yeah, I knew I was going to mess that up. Stay tuned. There will be many misspeakings. Yeah, there will be many misspeakings throughout this entire uh, Mispronunciations. Portion. Yep, all of that. Um, so, Domaine Romani Conti. It is a four-acre vineyard in Burgundy, France. Um, really? Four acres? That's four it. acres, Yeah. Not four hectares? No, it was four acres. I don't even know how many, huh. how large a hectare is. I think it's like two point something acres. Mm, I don't know. I double checked that. Um, But they have like 20,000 vines there. Burgundy is so known like... to be a very small region, like a wine growing region. And mm -hmm. so because of that, they don't produce a lot of wine but they produce very good wine. And so that's why they can jack up prices on, on bottles yeah. of wine from Burgundy, and they're very um, coveted. Also, like, it's just the mystique of Burgundy. It's like Could you can be, yeah. get extremely good wines, just depending on what you like, mm -hmm. that are just as good as anything that comes out of Burgundy. It's just, it's not Burgundy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's the It's mystique. not France. It's the cachet. Yeah. Um, but guess what they grow there? Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. And other things. Yeah. But <laughs> Pinot Noir is really big here. Yeah. And this winery in particular um, specializes in Pinot. So their wine bottles are sold, like a good bottle of wine will cost you about $10,000. And they have been sold for more than $100,000 per bottle. That's probably not new. No, no, no. That's not like a new vintage. That's like mm -hmm. um, the example that I got um, from New York Post in Vanity Affair. Um, Vanity, Vanity Affair? Vanity Fair. Oh, Vanity Fair. <laughs> My bad. Um, was that it was a bottle from 1924. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. um, our story starts with the owner. So he... Oh, James is very scared already. <laughs> so he gets home one night and he's thumbing through the mail and he notices this cardboard cylinder that, you know, like blueprints would, would come in. 
Me? Huh? Oh, you're talking about the owner. Yes. Oh. You just said James is scared right now, and then you were staring me down. I said I the story starts with the owner. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so he finds this cardboard cylindrical container. He opens mm-hmm. it up. There's Tube. a rolled piece of paper inside. Huh? Tube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a map inside of his vineyard. Ooh. Yeah, and it's a super detailed map. Um, mm-hmm. It, it like a map like this doesn't exist in the company, as far okay. as the owner knows. And so yeah. he's like, "What is this?" And there's a note on the map. It says, "You mm-hmm. have received a map of a part of the Romani Conti in which you can see a circle." So there's a circle drawn on the map. Okay. The vines inside this ring have been drilled a few centimeters under the surface of the ground. You okay. will know why in about 10 days and just enough time for you to realize this is not a joke. So he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's like, what's going to happen? They so die. Yeah, they did. So yeah. uh, two, those two vines that were encased in that circle started to mm-hmm. die. And about a week later, he gets another message in the mail that says, um, that explains this whole sabotage scheme. And mm-hmm. it's saying, like, this has been one year of sabotage, and there's been a team of six conspirators, um, and Jeez. tons of your tons of your vines have been poisoned. And so the winery owner was thinking, like, okay, like, if these vines die, then we'll just pull them. And mm-hmm. replace them with new ones um but this guy was after the reputation of the winery okay and so he's like you have to neutralize the the poison before the sap starts to rise mm-hmm. um because once spring starts and the vines start pulling all the nutrients from the soil mm-hmm. that poison's going to come up with it and okay. you're going to be known for having poisoned wine Ooh. Yeah, plot thickens. So and then congeals. Ew, that was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in in this, they demanded one million euros, which is about one point three million dollars in American cash. One million euros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like, "Give me your money, or else." Your reputation is just in the toilet. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. So, Go on. huh? Go on. Go on. <laughs> so, um, the owner calls up Francis uh, Police National. Is that how you pronounce that? National. Basically. National. Yeah, it's basically the FBI of France. And because the map was so detailed, they thought that this was somebody who worked at the vineyard, you know, because who else would know the property like this person? Yeah. And so they bugged phones. They kept watch on everything. What bug did they use? Huh? An earwig. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was a terrible joke. It was so good. And you know it. Mm, No. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> they bugged all the phones. They like kept track of what the employees were doing, mm-hmm. and came up with absolutely nothing. So they're like, "Okay, these people 
they're not doing anything okay suspicious i was um, gonna say i'd hope they'd be doing something in the vineyard at least if they're employees <laughs> yes nope, they were they're literally doing nothing they're doing they are sitting and doing nothing else binging netflix netflix like i do all the time yeah yeah at work? so huh at work no 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 <laughs> at home um so about a month later after he gets the initial cylinder what are you doing can you pay attention to distract you okay so february the, the initial cylinder as you say yeah what happened so this guy asks or girl whoever this this ransom person may be asks to meet february 12th in a cemetery um the f- i know this spooky spooky valentines <laughs> spooky valentines um so with the help of france's police nationale did i say that yeah, right more or yeah. less um they basically put one million fake euros in a gps transmitter into a duffel bag take that into the cemetery they leave it there and um the owner of the winery sits out there and waits mm-hmm. for this guy to come um and so all of a sudden like about 30 minutes later they see this guy just walk out of the woods and they have people like everywhere Mm -hmm. tracking movement everywhere hiding in the brush and everything yeah um and this guy kind of just pops out of the woods yeah magic yeah like magic where did he come from um so he grabs the heroes and, and just like nonchalantly walks off and the police are like, gotcha, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Channeling your inner Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And uh, all they find on this guy is a headlamp, a few hundred dollars worth of cash and mm-hmm. a train ticket to Dijon. I don't know where that is. I didn't look that up. France. Well, obviously France, <laughs> but like how far is that from Burgundy? I don't think too far. Yeah, well, which is Burgundy's weird. a region. It's not a yeah, city. I know. It might even be in Burgundy because there's a Dijon clone of Pinot Noir. There is. Hmm. It yeah. does not. It just taste didn't like seem very far away. Like, wouldn't you want to like get out of the country or something? Yeah, or you just know. are trying to make it not look like you're running. I guess so. I don't know. You missed my mustard joke. Dijon mustard? Yeah, I totally did. No, Sorry. No. I said, there's a Dijon clone of Pinot Noir. Then you were talking, and I said, and it tastes nothing like the mustard. <laughs> I knew you'd enjoy that one. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. It was a terrible joke. Terrible. You're okay. so mean to me. I'm so funny, and I'm just trying to make you laugh. You are funny. Um, Good thing looks aren't everything. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So they find out where this guy's been hiding, and he's basically basically dug, like, a shallow grave hole and has been sitting or, like, laying in it for a couple of weeks. And just, yeah, and living in there and just, like, mapping out the vines and Mm -hmm. because the cemetery wasn't very far away from the vineyard. Okay. Um. 
but yeah so he's just been like mapping out the vines making his plan and just waiting for the perfect time to pounce so what had happened was he had gone from his little hidey hole gone into the Mm -hmm. vineyards he took a little drill and drilled a hole into two of the vines Mm -hmm. and injected them with herbicide and then put a little plug and um where they had where he had drilled was called the foot of the vine i'm not really familiar with that term but that's what Mm. they had called it in the news reports i don't know i'm just guessing they mean by the base yeah just below the soil yeah because i've never heard the term foot of the vine it may be a term it could be maybe a technical term but yeah just something i've never come across so mr liar pants over here um you know was full of shit there was the two vines that were poisoned with Mm -hmm. herbicide and nothing else and he just bluffed hardcore yeah nice Mm -hmm. um yeah and he was like i'm not condoning his activities i'm just saying that's pretty ballsy yeah well he had nine years in jail to think about like this plan and how to do it he was yeah because (laughs) before this he had tried um a home invasion a robbery and Mm -hmm. he had gone into the bordeaux region and Mm -hmm. held a vineyard owner at ransom dude just needs to (laughs) peace out of france and he was like well i i guess that plan didn't work so this time instead of holding the the vineyard owner hostage Mm-hmm. I'll just oh like hold the vineyard hostage. Mind blown. Yeah. He was like Obviously you today. Obviously worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> you and oh, you're like Jimmy Neutron brain blast. <laughs> that's that's exactly what he said as he was sitting in prison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except with a French accent. Yeah. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> Oh, and he had also been charged with bank robbery years before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude just needs to pick a different career. Yeah. Three times? I know. You're obviously not good at it. Yeah, if you're getting caught, I don't know, I feel like three three times in a career. Yeah. You're not good at what you do, buddy. No. You need to, like, I don't know, take some classes. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Don't do or maybe that. maybe just work in a vineyard. Yeah. If you like vines, I think he had actually worked in in vineyards. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So that was all in 2009. So pretty recent. And then. 11 years ago. I mean, fairly recent. Anyway, so he was awaiting trial (laughs) in the summer of 2010. He was 57 years old and he hung himself in his cell. Well, nice happy way to end that one. Sorry. <laughs> he was so depressed about being caught for the third time or it might have been more, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, that is the vineyard and winery that were held at ransom. So, all of this mm-hmm. is actually um in a book. There's a book based on these events called Shadows in the Vineyard by Maximilian Potter. Cool. And I'm we'll going to read that or listen to it via audiobook because that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I told you this wasn't like a very lighthearted one. He dies okay. at the end. 
Mine's not super lighthearted, but there's some funny parts in it. <laughs> so, wait, but what did you think about the Vineyard Ransom? What do you mean? Like, was it a fairly well-executed plan? Eh, I mean, it was ballsy, for sure. It was. Just knock out two plants and be like, million bucks, please. <laughs> but then the whole drop and, I don't know. The second half wasn't nearly as well orchestrated as the first. Yeah, I feel like he was just like, this is how I'm going to get them to give me the money. Yeah. And then his getaway plan was not too great. Yeah, and he, I don't know. I feel like if he hadn't asked for a million euros, if he had asked for less, they might have just been like, ah, fuck it, take it. You think so? Maybe. If it, I mean, it would have to be a... Not like small, but not massive amount. Like if he had asked for 20,000 euros. You think they would have been like, no, that's They might have just been like, eh. eh." (laughs) You know what would have sucked though? Is that he would have been like, okay, give me 20,000 euros. And they would have been like, okay, cool. Just tell us how to um, mitigate the poison, neutralize it. And then he would have disappeared into the ether and they would have been freaked out. Yeah. (laughs) That would have sucked. They would have done some testing or something. Probably. They were saying that while the police, the French police, were monitoring the employees at the vineyard, Uh um, the vineyard owners were, like, giving them wine as thank you. (laughs) And I was thinking, like, (laughs) oh, man, I would have been skeptical of taking the wine. Like, it's a nice gesture and all, but, like, we're investigating. Yeah, we're investigating your poisoned vines. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Wait until the. I mean, you're gonna if it's like a new release, you just let it age for a while. The poisons will just dissipate. Well, Is that what you're no. saying? I'm just saying then you see what the outcome of the whole investigation ah, is. I see. <laughs> All right, you're up, buddy. I'm up. You're up. All right, mine is not so much focused on crime as it is an individual beverage <laughs> there's crime involved mm-hmm. but not necessarily directly ready i'm ready i have never ready for been me more to ready cuss <laughs> yes <laughs> you're fucking sure <laughs> <laughs> told okay. you i told all of you <laughs> he cusses <laughs> it's on record yeah I never said I didn't cuss. You had everybody fooled, including your parents. My parents know I'm a good boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, go ahead. All right. So, my story, not really story, but my fun facts are about Buckfast. (laughs) The fortified tonic wine that was originally sold by Buckfast Abbey. Until they got their alcohol license revoked or whatever. And now they license it out to some distribution company that makes it and sells it. Um, but it's notorious in Scotland and Ireland for getting people absolutely shit-faced. <laughs> yes. So, do they sell that in the United States, do you know? We need to take a look and see. We do. We need to see if it really makes you do really stupid shit. Yep. Like they say. We should Um, probably drink it and then have a podcast. Yes. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. The Buckcast. 
so 1890s was when they first started selling it as a tonic wine they said three small glasses a day is good for your health and gives you lively blood what does that even mean i don't know like is your blood just like dancing a jig it moves nice and fast I don't know. Ibuprofen will do that to you, too. (laughs) Blood thinner, right? It's kind of a blood slipperier. I don't know. Okay, well. But back to the topic at hand. So it's 14.8 or 15% alcohol by volume, depending on the type you get. That's pretty high. Yeah, that's like a moderate, I don't know middle alcohol content level for a wine but yeah this is unfermented grape juice fortified with ethanol what ethanol unfermented grape juice yeah huh yeah ethanol <laughs> oh my god yeah and the two types are just um republic of ireland there's a slightly different mix i guess for their recipe oh yeah and then uk has a has the original i think hmm. um so the one type in ireland in the republic of ireland has a higher caffeine content per it ounce has caffeine per volume in it. what it has caffeine in it yeah <laughs> what sorry it's just that's not a common thing to put in wine well i should say grape juice how do how can they even get away with calling that wine it's a tonic wine it's got grape in it okay okay go on (laughs) but as a higher concentration of caffeine the version you can get in the republic of ireland Mm -hmm. than red bull (laughs) i think they said 60 milligrams per cup or something i don't know whatever they use (laughs) but it's a lot of caffeine yeah and a pretty decent amount of alcohol (laughs) the other version the uk version um has about the same caffeine content as black tea okay so i mean not a ton but but still good amount i mean yeah a decent amount Mm -hmm. it's not like espresso or anything yeah but the one variety a bottle a 750 mil mm-hmm. or 75 centiliter, as they say in all the British columns. Oh, God. Your nerd is showing. The same amount of caffeine as eight cans of soda. Oh, my God. Um, they associate it with antisocial behavior. That's not like a lot of people these days say antisocial, like, I don't like talking to people. Right. Like I want to just be myself. But the original use of that phrase is things that are against social behavior. So Mm. acting violent, criminal, doing things that harm or go against society. Oh, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because when you said antisocial, I was definitely thinking like. My emo days. <laughs> yeah. What about your gangster days? Nope, I never had one of those. <laughs> no. Nope. Okay, move on. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's such a well. 
is considered such a big a pro- big problem that um, Scottish court says that four bottles a day is not conducive to a long life. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was too good to leave out. I mean... <laughs> Four bottles of Are we sure? any liquor, <laughs> any alcoholic beverage every day is not going to help you out. Um, so some of the nicknames that people have given this, because it gets you ripped pretty easily. Um, and not like toned. No, well, yeah. Ripped like drunk. Gotcha. And belligerent. Yeah. Rip-roaring. Rip-roaring yeah. drunk. Um, so some of the, the nicknames are... Wreck the hoose juice. <laughs> Commotion lotion. Cumbernauld rocket fuel. A bottle of what the hell are you looking at? <laughs> and then the unofficial slogan is buck fast gets you fucked fast. <laughs> I'm sure it does. I do not no. doubt that. To get into some of the not-so-fun facts, in 06 to 09, in the Strathclyde area of Scotland, there were 6,500 cases where Buckfast was associated with the crime in one way or another. Um, People have been drinking it. They're wielding the bottle. Um, I don't know. Just Like a weapon? yeah, that made it into a police report that mentioned Buckfast. So that averages out to about three cases per day. Jesus. Cases, like police reports, not like yes. cases yeah. of wine, right? Yes. Okay. No. But no. like, could that also be just because of the popularity of the drink? Yeah, in that area. There's the Bucky Triangle, which is a region of Scotland, I think. Uh-huh. Should have written it down. Where it's fairly popular, mm-hmm. it, it tends to be, it seems to be a slightly economically depressed area, and so you know people are somewhat disadvantaged there, getting drunk off a of buck fast and having issues. Yeah, well, I imagine which is what the company kind of says is like you're targeting us as the problem when we're associated with these problems are areas that are economically deprived mm-hmm. and they don't really have access to options to you know do something constructive yeah that um, makes a lot of sense yeah well and i'm sure it's not very cost um costly to make and so it's probably not very costly to purchase well, it's, about, it's <laughs> not cheap but it's not expensive it's what seven it? pounds a bottle so it'd be about 10 12 bucks for a bottle of wine like a 750 milliliter Mm -hmm. like your standard bottle of wine that's not bad no that's like that's more expensive than a bottle of barefoot though well sure yeah barefoot more expensive than a bottle of el tinto all right which is a damn good wine (laughs) it's so good hey madronia (laughs) keep making it Please and thank you. <laughs> Don't They're change from... the price. <laughs> <laughs> They're from the what, like Camino area. Yeah, Is that, that's where they're at, right? Yeah. Yep. El Dorado in... AVA. Yeah, in California. Yeah. Where we want to move to. So, anyway. some more facts, numbers. 
We need to stop drinking beer <laughs> while recording. Yeah. It's a terrible um, idea. So the Coat Bridge um, is a city of 40,000 people. Mm-hmm. And they, that city accounts for 10% of Buckfast sales. What? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I just and, thought, I saw that and it was, it just caught me as the. That's, that's insane. Because at one point, I don't know if it still is. But at one point, it was the 91st most popular alcoholic beverage in the UK. Oh, huh. And all I these mean, politicians and people trying to crack down on it have actually increased the popularity of it. Well, I mean, that makes sense, right? Because anytime somebody tells you, oh, you can't have this. Or you shouldn't have or this. Or you shouldn't like have this. Loco. As soon as they banned for yes. local because of the caffeine in it. People were like, we have to go out and stock up. And they just like would clear out a shelf of it yeah. before they took the caffeine out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's that um, that restricted, like coveted desire. Yeah, to an, ex- yeah, to an extent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there are even like hipster bars that I can't remember what they called the drink, but they made um, like a Negroni with it, I think. Oh. Instead of using it instead of vermouth. <laughs> Oh my god. Is it a Negroni? Or a Campari? I don't know. I don't know mixed drinks. I don't know. But they made some well mixed added. drink and substituted the um the it was like red vermouth out with Buckfest. Hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. But to go back to your forty thousand population of forty thousand. Yes. Accounted for ten percent of sales. Forty thousand mm-hmm. stop stop it. <laughs> Take the pen out of your nose. Thank it's you. It's not in my nose. <laughs> okay, so 40,000 people, that's mm-hmm. not very big. No, that's like Newburgh. That's where where we live. Yeah, and to put it into perspective for somebody else, it's like that doesn't know what Newburgh is or where Newburgh is. Well, I don't know. I don't know the population of Portland, but I feel like it'd be like a third of Portland. Not even a third of Portland. Portland's more than 120,000 people. Oh. Even Sacramento, which isn't <laughs> that big of a city, is like a quarter of a million. Oh, my God. At least. 40,000 people is not much, is what I'm saying. No. It's like your typical neighborhood. No? What Cut do you mean all by neighborhood? <laughs> Cut no, all we're, this le- we're leaving all this thing. <laughs> well, the population of the UK is like 30-something million. Mm-hmm. And 40,000 people are buying 10% of the Buckfast. Sorry. In the UK. <laughs> I don't know how to drink beer on a podcast. <laughs> just chug Definitely. it. And one more fun fact that's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily carries on my story anymore because it seems to have fizzled out because I ran out of things to say other than facts. <laughs> 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 Is that it accounts for, for, for 4.5% of alcohol sales in Scotland. But 40% of inmates had drank some Buckfast before their most recent offense. Say that fact again. 4%? No, 40%. So, 05 of the alcohol sales in Scotland are Buckfast. Mm-hmm. However, 40% of inmates surveyed. I don't, they didn't say how many they had surveyed. Mm-hmm. But 40% of like the inmates surveyed had consumed at least some quantity of Buckfast before 
their most recent offense. Is there like an underground trade of Buckfast? Is that what's happening? Is that how everybody's... 40% of the prisoners? Yeah. Like, that's a lot. But it would be 40% of the prisoners before they committed the crime that got them in prison. Yeah, I'm just saying that like 0.5% of sales... Yeah, well, it's just... It's not a lot. Kind of, I don't know. For some reason, I don't think it necessarily makes people do bad things. I think it just seems to be a drink of choice for people who are kind of down and out on their luck. Yeah. It's somewhat inexpensive. It apparently gets you lit pretty quick. (laughs) I mean, I can understand why if you're hard up cash and looking for a buzz mm-hmm. you you know something that's less than a tenner it'll get you ripped <laughs> but then you know you're all caffeinated and, and drunk and you got all this yeah. energy and your inhibitions low so that's yeah. what i don't really understand is why they put caffeine in it because alcohol is well, it was typically a tonic a, wine a, yeah i know but like <laughs> alcohol is typically like a downer so maybe yeah. they were like hmm We'll just put caffeine in it, and it'll bounce it out. Well, I don't think in 1890 they really understood that when they started making it. They're just like, wow, this is a good tonic wine. I'm enjoying it. Let's sell it. And it's based off but, an older recipe. Yeah, but I guess, I don't know. But I feel like there would have been a reason for them to put caffeine in it, you know? Well, it's based off of a really old episode, recipe. <laughs> based off a really old recipe yeah apparently because hmm. it's some okay. monks that made it who knows what they're getting up to <laughs> <laughs> Those monks. but yeah having the best I mean, of times yeah it's like red bull vodkas yeah you know mixing your caffeine yeah, alcohol you're right not necessarily Those are good terrible for you. they taste disgusting yeah yes you just don't like red bull it's true I do not like yeah. Red Bull. That makes it hard to like Red Bull vodka. Because <laughs> vodka's a neutral spirit, so it doesn't carry really any flavor with it. Yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just alcoholy Red Bull, yeah. which even to me, and I kind of like Red Bull, is not a good combo. Yeah, no. But it's also grape juice. What is? The. Oh, the Buckfast is Buck grape Fast. juice ethanol and other like herbal and caffeine we should probably buy some yeah if we can get our hands on some we need to do just a straight buck fast episode (laughs) where we both go through half a bottle okay and see what happens yeah i don't want to get arrested and become a statistic (laughs) (laughs) make that 43 percent of prisoners yeah Well, that's my story. That was fun. That was good. Good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, this is the end of our podcast. Uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed our <laughs> stories. Yeah. We'll be back with more good content soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, and if you that's haven't checked it out I mean yet. Next week. Sorry. Huh? I said Anna. As in soon, I mean next week. Yeah, you know, the regularly scheduled 
programming. Programming. Um, if you guys haven't already seen on our social media, we have a website. We I'm always so excited. had a website, but now we have our own domain. Halfway decent website. That's right. <laughs> it actually looks really good. Yeah, I'm it proud. Does look good. I'm just being silly. It does look good. <laughs> It's a whole hell of a lot better than the other one. Yeah. So now you can go directly to voyagedfirstvintage.com. Check don't it out. Me. Huh? So don't ask me. <laughs> You're saying it like you weren't sure. Oh, no. I'm totally <laughs> sure about it. Yeah. So we have episodes posted up. We'll be posting little blog snippets. There's um, content that you can find uh, that we'll post about the people that we've interviewed yep. um i've at least put the link uh, from each winery that we've interviewed so if you click on the episode and mm -hmm. it'll have the you link can at to least the winery. go and see their website yeah, yeah so we'll our last and... one with busley busby sellers um if you go to episode 14 sexy vineyard talk with james <laughs> <laughs> you click on that oh, link be ready for more of that yeah <laughs> um there's a, a link uh, busby sellers is highlighted you can go ahead and, and check out their site and mm -hmm. maybe purchase a bottle or five of wine yeah they're really good we did if you like dessert wine they're propriety is it propriety propriety uh-huh yeah it's very good it's like a port it's delicious it's a port style wine they just can't quite call it port because it's a new world port and they didn't want to deal with the whole oh we were actually making it before the whole law changed and we couldn't call yeah. it port and they're just like oh, there's a lot of that we'll keep making it but we will change the label change the name yeah um it's still buzz to be sellers obviously but it's just not called a port yeah it's a port style wine. The wine world is so confusing with the laws that it has and like what regions It's very you can... territorial. It is, for sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so go check out our website. I'm super excited for you guys to see it. You can, um, there's a direct link to our, our Patreon page. So at the top, it says become a patron. And then in the middle of the page, it'll say support this podcast. You can click on either one of those buttons. It'll take you to our Patreon page. We're going to start ramping up our Patreon. Yeah. We and you can sign up. Maybe um, exclusive sexy vineyard talk sections for yeah. Patreon. <laughs> well, um, if you want to learn more about my, uh, vineyard. Sensual voice. Oh, ew. Put that away. Put what away? This is not the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me sound like a pervert. <laughs> yeah, so go go sign up. Be a part of our fan club. Um, yeah, and support our podcast. Um, at the bottom of the page, there's a contact us tab. Yeah. Feel or, free to reach out. Yeah, send us uh, an email. You don't have to submit your name, I don't think. Nope, you it don't. It has the field for it. You don't have to fill it in. Nope. Unless you want to. You can send us anonymous hate mail. We'd be happy to get anything at this point. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Nobody has Somebody, reached out. It's fine. Anybody, reach out. Yeah. Even if it's say, shut up. No, don't do that. <laughs> That's rude. I'd just be happy to get an email. It's exciting. They, 
they would be angry at us, yelling at us, but I would be pleased <laughs> to hear something. That's fair. I, I feel like at some points we're just shouting into the void here. Yep. I know into people are listening, but are just waiting for someone to respond. <laughs> so guys, you can also check us out on our social media pages. Uh, mm-hmm. We're on Instagram. Voyage to First Vintage. We are on Twitter. At Voyage underscore First. And we are on Facebook. Voyage to First Vintage. <laughs> Pretty easy. Yep. If you just search whatever Voyage to First Vintage or on whatever. Yeah. If we're on there, you'll find us. Yep. Either that or you're just going to find a bunch of vintage clothing stores. <laughs> Have fun. Good luck. (laughs) Find yourself a pair of old-timey underwear. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note... (laughs) Goodbye!